Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Slipstream. I'm your host, Brent Houston, and I wish I could say it's a glorious day today, but it's sort of cloudy and overcast. And uh, still in quarantine up here in the compound in the Hocking Hills of Ohio. And for those of you who don't know where Ohio is, it's in the United States. It's uh, the heartland of the country, so they say. But uh, Ohio is very beautiful this time of year and uh, just a fantastic place to be. It's been a beautiful summer. Uh, The compound here, even though we've been quarantined, uh, the compound here has been a delightful bubble uh, in which to live and experience nature day to day. So I hope wherever you are that you're having a wonderful day as well when you listen to this and uh, I hope you're finding some lessons. So let's just jump right in. I'm going to talk a little bit today about uh, being a wantrepreneur and a way to sort of help folks who are in the wantrepreneur mode uh, to sort of escape it and and how systemic thinking uh, fits into that. So first, I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about my imaginary amalgamated friend who we'll call Larry. Now, Larry is the epitome of a wantrepreneur. He constantly dreams and talks about building a business and starting a small business or working for himself. And over the years, as I've known Larry, he uh, he's changed his core focus from uh, everything from building a car repossession company to car detailing Uh, to he was going to start a box company that delivered uh, shaving products to women for their legs, uh, to uh, high-end consulting services, to being a personal coach and motivational speaker, and on and on and on. And it's not that Larry doesn't have the enthusiasm needed to be an entrepreneur. He he certainly does. He's very enthusiastic about entrepreneurship and the free market system, and he's very well read. In fact, that's one of the problems. So Larry, uh, my entrepreneur friend, reads book after book after book after book, and he's read all the classics. He's read all the ones that are breaking out on the New York Times bestsellers list. He reads every self-help book and he's constantly applying uh, the each new set of lessons as if it were the bona fide truth. And so he jumps, just like business idea, he jumps process to process to process. What the focus is. Well, we're going to make decisions faster. Well, we're going to slow down and make better decisions because that's what XYZ company did. We're going to look at this. We're going to look at that. We're going to have the best distribution system. And then the next week it's the best sales system. And so on and so forth. And it's not like Larry doesn't know what he's talking about. Because Larry has spent an immense amount of time going to seminars and conferences and WebExes and webinars. And he's trained himself in the art of going to conferences. In fact, uh, before COVID hit, he would 
it was nothing for him to attend 30-plus conferences a year. Now, not as a speaker, mind you, not promoting an ideology or teaching, but attending and taking great notes. And so by now, I think you've realized that I'm talking about this fictional entrepreneur character. And we all know people like this. They have really great ideas. They constantly jump from one thing to another, but they never actually build anything. So they don't actually build a product. They never build a minimum viable product for anything. They haven't built content. They haven't adopted a system that allows them to actually create any kind of deliverable. And this is a very seductive thing. It, it feels busy. It feels like you're learning. It feels like you're the one great revelation away from really putting your dreams into action. That's what's really dangerous about it. It sort of keeps you busy and you're constantly working on the next new thing and the next big idea. And many entrepreneurs believe themselves to be huge thinkers, big thinkers. But the problem is, is that execution never really happens. And so that's sort of the difference between a entrepreneur and an entrepreneur and a maker. Entrepreneurs put systems to work to actually create deliverables. Building a business is really hard. It takes a lot of work to, to create systems around how you're going to do lead generation and how you're going to do sales and how you're going to manage your customers and the finances and the legal issues. And then how are you actually going to produce the product? And so a lot of folks, especially entrepreneurs, tend to fall in love with learning about those processes. They fall in love with planning. But what they don't fall in love with is execution. And I've been guilty of this myself. There are a lot of times when we've started out to build a minimum viable product, and before we get the minimum viable product done or a prototype done, I've thought of some other idea that seizes my brain and takes it over. And because of that, if you've listened to the past uh, podcast versions, that's why I implemented the Digital Lizard scoring system for ideas and for ranking and rating uh, different ideas against each other so that I only constrain and work on products and services uh, that, that matter. And it forces me to think in terms of execution. And especially as I've approached the second half of my career, I've really spent a lot more time thinking about what it means to see an idea to completion, not just prototype, but to actually build it out to completion, to, to turn it into a business process. And I've started to apply that to my various businesses. So I think at some extent, some level, all entrepreneurs are guilty of sort of being entrepreneurs. We all like to fall in love with ideals and we all like to build better systems and we all love to optimize. But there's no greater sin than optimizing something that shouldn't be done in the first place. And there's no greater sin 
than optimizing a process that doesn't actually produce anything. And so if you were to lay out this spectrum where you have the entrepreneur on the far left-hand side, completely focused and enamored and in love with the process, the learning, the desire and motivation to be an entrepreneur. And then you've got the entrepreneur in the middle. At the far right side of the scale, you have sort of the obsessive maker, the person who uh, simply creates for the magic of creation with no real plan of how to take the things that they create, they make, and put them into the world. Now, some makers are along that spectrum closer to entrepreneurs, and they have a plan for building products and building services and building and designing new concepts and bringing them to market. But a lot of folks are, are the opposite of the entrepreneur. They're the obsessed maker, the person that uh, is twiddling in a lab and they're constantly uh, building new ideas but those ideas never make it out into the world. They never go anywhere. So instead of the actual love of the system of the business, they're in love with the system of creation and of making. Now, that's not to say that there isn't reward on both sides. If you ask my friend Larry, he leads a wonderful life. He absolutely enjoys what he does. It just doesn't make him as productive and he doesn't reach his dreams that he thinks about and, and that he waxes poetic about reaching. And on the other side, the maker, the obsessive maker, is in complete love. They're very happy with the idea of making, but they squander what they make because they don't bring that forward to society. Now, in the middle, you have entrepreneurs, and I've known happy entrepreneurs, and I've known miserable entrepreneurs, and I've known entrepreneurs that sort of were just doing it to get by and build a lifestyle. And that's okay. It's okay no matter where you are on this spectrum, as long as you realize where you are on the spectrum. As the old saying goes, it's easy to lie to yourself, and you are the easiest person for you to fool. So you have to really step back and look at your life and where you want to go and see if one of these extremes is where you are and where you want to be. And if not, how do we move from the edges to the center? And the answer to that is systemic thinking and execution. So really doing some of the things that we've covered on the podcast before, where we start to turn systems into things that create deliverables, whether that's writing content, whether that's creating a product, a minimum viable product and bringing it to market, whether that's constraining the options to the point where you're not spending time focusing on tangents and instead you've built a process, a system that you can follow that creates a deliverable. Remember, systems are a process of handling input to produce output. So output matters. Output absolutely matters and so does input. Intent also matters. You have to want to do these things and you have to want to create and you have to want to bring what you build out 
into the public in order to help them and help the world. So I want you to just take that model that I just described, the idea of the spectrum that runs from the entrepreneur to the obsessive maker. And the middle of uh, that spectrum is the entrepreneur. And so if you think of a one uh, being uh, the entrepreneur and a 10 being the obsessive maker, where do you place yourself on that scale? And if it's not where you want to be, I want you to start thinking in terms of systems that can put you closer to where you want to be on that scale. And so that's really my message today. Think through that spectrum model. Think through what you want out of life. And have an honest conversation with yourself about where you are on that spectrum And think about the systems that can get you to where you want to be if you're not already there. I know that got deep really quick. And uh, I hope that doesn't run you off of the podcast. But I I, uh, took a couple of weeks break before this because I was really mulling this over in my head. And I wanted to talk about the spectrum um, and really uh, discuss it in, in some plain terms. So I think this is a... Pretty interesting idea. All right. As always, thanks for tuning in to the Slipstream. I hope uh, you're well. And uh, I hope you continue to make use of the podcast. I hope you found this useful. As always, if there's something that uh, you'd like me to talk about, riff on, or if you'd like uh, to ask some questions of me, or uh, me to ask some questions of you, if you've got an interesting story to tell about entrepreneurship, mental models, Uh, resort living, being an expat. um, That's what this podcast is all about, creating uh, a life in the slipstream. All right. Thanks very much. Until next time, stay safe out there. Have fun. Be good to one another.